Hello everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 15th of May 2023. It's Gary here again and what can I say here? That is a little bit more like Rangers Football Club, isn't it? Aye, 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 aye. Things just always seem a little bit brighter when we win against that mob, don't they? And not even just a win, but a big win. And, and really putting them down and exposing them for, for what they are, which also brings a little bit of lamenting emotion with it. But, you know, good to get the victory and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable overall. So let's get let's get that part out of the way early, just the one game this past week, as you know, and it was Saturday's 3-0 victory against that mob. And, you know, I... I thought it was a bit of a strange one. While it's at the end of the season and it's, you know, genuinely, genuinely, literally meaningless from a stakes perspective, you never want to give anything less than your best against them. And for us to turn in our first victory of the season against them as well in what was the sixth game and give them a bit of a pasting, quite honestly, at the same time is always very, very nice. And, you know, it's also equally as nice to go down to the pub. I'd, I'd rather not feel like this, to be honest, but it wasn't exactly unpleasant to be driving down in the very, very early hours of the morning on Saturday, not as nervous as nervous can be in the car and thinking about all the things that's going to go wrong and all the, all the, all the worry and, and uh, stress that's involved in that. It was just a pleasant drive down and a conversation with... My love Erin and my sister Debbie and and then just a pleasant, very, very pleasant game to watch. So in the lead up to the game, there were some interesting comments from Michael Beale, specifically in relation to Alfredo Morelos' contribution last weekend against Aberdeen, which I think prompted, I'm assuming, prompted the change up front to having Rabi Matondo playing up there alongside the enigma <laughs> that is fashion Sakala. And I thought we started the game terrifically well and, and kind of just really truly kept that going throughout the game didn't we? we we've seen a little bit of that show before you know specifically at the start where we start very positively positively but we don't then really create anything meaningful and then we get we just kind of plateau and then mediocrity or a, or a level of mediocrity just sets in but not this time and we took the lead in just the fifth minute, and, and when you're the absolutely outstanding, once again, the absolutely outstanding Todd Cantwell smashed home uh, from a from a rebounded save from an initial John Lundstrom shot, and, and no more than we deserved at that point, you know, but I mean, it's quite, it's relatively unknown to score so early against them, certainly in recent years anyway, but... Then, almost immediately, we... Our ability, I should say, to switch off... And a game showed up again, and and I thought I thought they were offside. I really did. I thought. I mean, maybe VAR would have would have taken over and, and kind of shown it offside, um, but they broke through. Robbie McCrory, Robbie McCrory then slips on his way out, but still manages to to kind of put their guy off, and they clip the outside of the post, and it remains one nil. I wasn't even that stressed about that, to be dead honest, because. I just assumed that it was offside, and then when the linesman doesn't put his flag when the, when the play breaks up, that was a bit odd, and I'm fairly sure, as I say, VAR would have chopped that one off. But anyway, phew, glad it wasn't that. And then John Souter made it 2-0 directly from a corner with a tremendous header from, from kind of like a weird angle, wasn't it? But another set-piece goal, uh, goal scored for us, and, and that's what they're working on in the training in the training field. So, so good for them for that. And then... And Fashion Sakala scored just after uh, Rabi Matondo was substituted in the in the second half, and 
I don't. I think the whole world collectively wondered why Sakala was staying on and Matondo was going off, and then Sakala takes it round him, and he's got a harder of the three chances he's had, three guilt edge blatant chances he's had in the last three old firm games, and he scores it. But boy, it took a long time to go <laughs> go in. But that's that's just football, isn't it? Good on him, and I'm really. Uh, you know, I was really hoping we'd push on from there because I think it was still like twenty odd minutes to go or whatever it was, um, and absolutely just give them a pasting. But we just kind of took a foot off the gas and saw the game out comfortably. And three 0 is how it ended, and it was just absolutely brilliant stuff. The positives, the score, and the fact that we finally, finally put one over on them this season. I'm not saying that it's in any way meaningful other than just being able to say, you know, we beat you in the last game and it doesn't materially affect or impact the, the league table or the championship destination. Of course, that was all wrapped up and it doesn't help us out with the, the Scottish Cup final because we're not there because we didn't do what we did on the weekend against them in the semi-final. But it's still good to beat them and it must have been a relief for Michael Beale and his leadership team too. I'm sure to get a victory this season against them and just kind of set the scene for what we're hoping is going to be more of the same for next time. Robbie McCrory put in another very, very assured performance and, and was rewarded with his um, second clean sheet against that mob. I think it's at least the second anyway, thanks to a great save from their one and only shot on target the entire day as well. Really, really good save the way he came out and, and closed down the angle and then just popped over the bar. And the entire team played well in truth and it, and it just shows you what we are capable of with it which is both delightful and frustrating after the type of season that we've, we've all endured together man of the match Todd Cantwell was just absolutely immense again I mean he was obviously the guy that just went into a, a you know a, a whole-blooded 50-50 challenge with two of their players for the ball to break for Sakala for the third goal as well this guy is just a machine as was the entire defense as well I thought on on the, the day you know we we just seem to have a, a, a don't mess with us, steely determination about about the, the defence the whole day and, and refused to be bullied out of the game. And Michael game, Michael game, Michael Beale's game plan it worked an absolute treat. And it was also great to see Alex Lowry back in first team action after his injury problems this season. And for Zach Lovelace to get some first team minutes too, that genuinely bodes well for us for the future. I'm absolutely sure that it does. On a negatives. Uh, front, nothing that I can really think of. We worked hard for the breaks that we got. We defended very well and we took our chances. And a 3-0 home victory against anyone is brilliant. But coming against that mob is all the more sweet, let's just say. From a stats perspective, now this is quite interesting. We, and I looked at a couple of different places. I looked at the, the live score app that I look at and then also the Rangers website. And both you know, agreed that we had 32-32% possession. Um, in the game, which is very, very interesting in a home game. I mean, we had, we had more than that when we played them the last couple of times, both at Parkhead and, sorry, Sharkhead and Hamden as well. So very interesting, but I'm, I'm assuming that, that they knew what they were doing. And then we had, now this is where it differs a wee bit, we had 12 shots, um, eight on target to their five, uh, one on target as well. So dominance, absolute dominance in the chance department, but maybe not in the possession department. So, um, I, Robbie McCrory, as I mentioned earlier, he did only have the one save to make, so I think that that stat is right. But it's in turn, very, very interesting in terms of the possession, because it didn't feel like that. 
in the game to be dead fair and I have to assume that it was part of Michael Beale's tactics to allow them to have the ball and then when we retrieved it which we did we worked very very hard to do that we created it felt like we created chance after chance after chance when we did have the ball so that's that's the way it panned out I don't know that we would do that all the time but it certainly worked a treat on the weekend there and we will take it and move on on the referee watch Stephen McLean I think he did quite well on this one there wasn't there weren't too many controversial moments that I can recall and I think he only he only booked a couple of players I think it was John Lindstrom and, and McGregor for, for their side and McGregor's getting a couple of yellow cards in these yellow at these um, old firm games these days now so he doesn't seem to be quite as protected as his predecessor was over at that end of the city so nothing controversial nothing amazing so he'll get the standard 7 out of 10 for that one just the one game this week league business again between now and the end of the season three to go and it's away to Hibs on Sunday the 21st of May and that's a 7am Eastern Standard Time kickoff noon UK and I'm I'm just not going to bother doing the you know this is what the, the records are or anything like that it doesn't really matter we'll skip that part and we'll just hope for a victory and another performance like we did uh, last time we were at Easter Road and that would do us very very nicely for RTV a reminder in the next week or so there is a survey going to be coming out for all clubs to establish your club preferences in terms of subscription for RTV services in season 23-24 we as I mentioned I think I mentioned this last week we do have some clubs that will want to take every game some that won't want to take midweek games won't want to take maybe the very early ones and some that just don't want to take the games that are broadcast on other North American TV channels and others who just don't want to take any RTV services at all and we just need to know uh, where the clubs, where each club stands to be able to gauge what type, style and level of service of support that we will need from RTV as we move forward so times are kind of changing on the on the RTV front as we move forward and we just need to kind of make sure that we move with the times on that so shout outs Quite a few this week, actually. Firstly, congratulations to Malik Tillman for his Professional Footballing Association Young Player of the Year award for Rangers this season. He he had a very, very good season, you know, and it's, it's always, as I've, I think I've mentioned before, very difficult to be objective. In the moment, he didn't have a couple of great old firm games, was not the only one by any stretch of the imagination. And then people started to go on a bit of a downer with the guy. The guy's only 20 years old, been playing with Bayern Munich and we've got him and he has more than contributed for us this season. So really, really, really happy for him. Happy to to see any Rangers player get on the, the nominees list and certainly I'm even more delighted for him and the club that we managed to pick up the actual award itself. So congratulations, Malik. I, you know, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen with him. It seems to have gone on kind of like a bit of a pendulum swing where it looked like it was a guarantee he was leaving and then it was, no, he's actually wanting to stay and, and we should we have first right of refusal on him and the, the fee was already agreed and then we're going to just make that happen. Michael Beale has certainly made undertones to, to suggest that that was the case. And then recently it just seems to have gone a little bit, a little bit quiet. Let's just say I don't think anybody has said anything definitive, but if his future is away from us, then that's a bit of a benchmark for what can happen with with young players coming to us, you know, to get a really solid thing on their solid award and solid achievement on their CV as they move forward. So if he does move on, then he moves on with their best wishes and and a wee award in his back pocket as well. Uh, Secondly, I'd like to... Wish a very happy 50th birthday to Bramalee Rangers Supporters Club former president Scott Allen 
who celebrated his birthday at the Bramalee Club this past Saturday night, but his birthday is actually tomorrow. It's on Tuesday the 16th. Scott, you may remember, was also with us for um, a short time on the NASA Executive as, as communica- communications director in this term, this existing term, actually. And he's a great guy, a good laugh, and, and I'm sure he had a ball at his do. I've seen some photographs and got sent a few from a few friends, and it looked like uh, quite the Rangers bash there. So I'm sure everybody was sporting a bit of a heavy head yesterday morning as well. So on behalf of Narsa, Scott, a very, very happy birthday to you when it comes, my friend, and hopefully I'll get a chance to see you here next month at the convention in Toronto. Regular convention attendee Glenn Brotherston wrote uh, last week, actually, asking for not one but two shout-outs, believe it or not. So I'll just read these out here. Firstly, to my beautiful covered, uh, covered, converted bluebell wife Vanessa Brotherston. A happy birthday for today, May the 15th. Oh, it's actually today. Excellent. And they are celebrating on a cruise from Rome. Rome. All right. I hope you didn't go to that one well-known tourist destination when you were there. <laughs> and secondly, to my dad, Tommy, we tea Brotherston on Sunday, May the 21st. Nice one. And it's great to be selling two, celebrating two birthdays in a week. So very, very happy birthday to Vanessa and we tea from everyone at NARSA. And I hope to see you all at the convention also here shortly as well. This is going to be like a reunion of the birthday people. Really looking forward to that. But I have seen some of, of Glenn's stuff on his on his holiday over there as well. It looks like he's having a great time and it's nice to spoil the missus on her birthday as well. And finally, many congratulations uh, to the glue, if I could call it, that keeps the, the Campbell clan together. Marie and Brian Campbell Sr. on their 51st wedding anniversary this past week. If you've had... The, the great fortune or pleasure to spend time with Brian and Marie over the years, you'll immediately get a sense of how genuinely salt of the earth they truly are to their core. They are very, very much family folks and the, the, the Campbell family, Brian Campbell, of course, is an Arsa VP, are a very, very tight-knit community as well. And you can just feel it. I love that stuff. I really do. And they were also... Brian and Marie Senior specifically were also very, very kind uh, to my dad at the conventions over the years when I would have to ditch my dad and go and take care of something or other and they would always just make sure he had a drink, he had what he needed and just kind of keep him entertained as well. So congratulations and thank you personally from me and everyone at NARSA, Marie and Brian Senior, 51 years married. Wow, wow. Yeah, I won't ever, uh, even if I started right now, I won't make that number. So <laughs> so congratulations to them. From a convention update, I can officially confirm that it is 31 days, one month and four weeks until Toronto Midtown go mental and host the biggest bash of the overseas Rangers year. As I confirmed with everyone last week, the hotel is now sold out. Uh, there is there is still time for folks uh, who have booked rooms to be able to transfer them um, to other people. And, and as I mentioned last week, the high-level process for that will be changing the name on the hotel room and then changing the credit card on the booking. And it can be done online when you get to that spot. And the three-night packages are now also sold out, which is, which is great to see. We did have nine left last week, and then we had someone from London, Ontario, go in and snap up all nine of those. So thank you for that. And that's, that's great news, as we'll have just over 300 people in the hall on the Saturday. Saturday night, which is great news. It's going to be intimate, it's going to be cosy, it's going to be great. There are still Thursday and Friday night tickets left and you can purchase those up to, pretty much up to and including the day 
of as as we'll have space for you I'm sure that the hall is going to be reception style on the Thursday Friday and we, we've got space for up to something like 700 or something like that so there's, there's no danger you're not going to get in there and and that'll that'll be fine. So you can just go and check out the if the on the NASA website uh, the the convention page. If you go to the NASA website, the the convention page is basically the first thing you see there. Click on that; it'll take you there. And you can also go and check out information on the golf, the football, and the brewery tour excursion on the same page as well. And just a wee reminder that for the Thursday and Friday, we'll have a we'll have a blue room bar set up uh, for the afternoons to give people a place to go and um, hang out. If the weather's great, you might want a wee place to go that's air-conditioned. If the weather's rubbish, you might want somewhere to go to make sure you don't get soaked. And then you know that you'll be among Blue Nose friends as well. And I did think, I, I, did, I did mention, sorry, that we will get an opportunity to get a schedule organised, see if we can get some of the VIPs there, Si Leslie, our MC. I, keep, I said that last week as well. Si Leslie, our DJ, is going to be able to, to lend a wee bit of a hand and kind of entertain us a wee bit as well there too and maybe get some of the VIPs along as I mentioned so stay tuned for that one nothing massively urgent we'll just we'll just have it open and you can come along and, and that would be great if you can parking I mentioned parking last week as well we'll get more parking information out to you a little bit closer to the time and then we'll, we'll figure that out and just kind of convention related we did receive confirmation from the club Rangers Football Club that they're not in a position to attend this year with them still working through the you know, what could you call it, the ongoing overhaul in both the leadership and the footballing departments. Um, so they're just not in a position to be able to commit resources to come over to Toronto, which which is a real shame. I, I'm very happy that they've now told us that uh, formally and officially because we can just move on without having to guess as to what's going to happen. But at the same time, you might have also seen that Orsa announced for, that for their convention that they're having uh, Stuart Robertson and James Bisgrove as special guests doing a Q&A. And that's in that's in Bangkok uh, three weeks after our convention, just in the early part of July. I don't mind admitting, initially I had a, had a bit of a tinge of disappointment when I when I read that they were that they were going there. I was kind of thinking, oh man, like why? What, what's what's better about Bangkok than Toronto and Orsa than Narsa and stuff? But I quickly gathered myself and reminded myself that it's just kind of best to find out all the facts before deciding how I actually feel about it. So then when the club did formally confirm that they couldn't attend, they also confirmed that their Q&A for the Orsa convention is not actually in physical attendance. It's it's over Zoom instead. So that did make me feel a wee bit better and knowing that we weren't being deprioritised and it's just simply a circumstance of, of the year we're in kind of working against us a wee bit as well. So... Yeah, I just wanted to share a wee bit of information on that. Just another reminder in terms of the AGM that's coming up here on the on the 17th of June, we do have two open positions, one for secretary, one for treasurer. I have some interested people, uh, one interested person for each actually, for for these, so you never know. But if, if you have any desire to even find out a wee bit more about them, by all means, please give me a shout on rangerscc at hotmail.com. And I will they certainly set up a chat and we'll, we'll have a blather and, and see and see if it, you think it's maybe the right thing for you. Remember, you can get nominations and seconds up to and including the AGM in and of itself. And then we can we can move forward with a vote if there are multiple people in there. 
on the communications front for for this past week, uh, I was I did I did mention last week that I was supposed to have a, a catch up with James Bisgrove last Thursday morning, but uh, through an escalation he had at his side, it got moved to this coming Wednesday morning, and we did have a, a quick chat over email yesterday, and he confirmed that that's still the case. So unless anything wacky happens this week, we will get to a spot where we'll be able to I'll be able to kind of give a bit of a synopsis next week on on what's what with the. Uh, with the with the conversation that I'm planning to have with James, I'm actually going to try and send him a wee bit of an agenda over just with some topics that I would like to talk to him about, just to kind of fashion the conversation a wee bit there. And another wee one, a wee bit of a, a kind of outlier here. I was contacted uh, by uh, football agent John Viola uh, via LinkedIn, and if you don't know what LinkedIn is, it's kind of a business social media platform, kind of like Facebook, but with a wee bit more sense attached to it and then John had reached out last week and, and we had a good chat and, and he introduced me to an event that he's hosting uh, called The Showcase well actually you know what he didn't actually introduce it to me so much as reintroduced it as I'd already been reading a wee bit about it and I think the connection came via me following uh, both Craig Moore and John himself it just I'm just interested in the sporting side of things and especially when there's a bit of a Rangers connection there it's always good to see what's going on and and I've just got regular updates as to as to what they're up to. So, what is the showcase? So, the goal of the showcase is to, is to give talented players who don't have the opportunity for exposure the chance to showcase their ability to the football world and become professional footballers. And what they would do is they would take take part in a week of intense training and competitive matches to prove themselves to the scouts, agents and club representatives that are going to be there and, and gain a, a vital opportunity to sign a contract, a professional contract with a football club. It's going to take place um, at the world-class training facilities of the Royal Spanish Football Association um, near Madrid. It's very, very close to Madrid in Spain, <coughs> which is uh, home of the, the Spanish national team. And and it seems like it's going to be a world class venue. Yeah, quite quite honestly, and it takes place. Um, it's it lasts for almost a week between the twenty fourth and the thirtieth of July. And uh, on the kind of advertising information that I've been looking at, it, it, this is a life changing opportunity. And there is a limited amount of of places um, there. There's it's it's limited to hundred players, I believe. Um, so, so there is a cost to that. It's not, it's not free. Of course, there's three different kind of tiers of package, and it's all in euros. The the the, the lower tier is seventeen hundred and fifty euros. The middle tier is two thousand and fifty euros, and the top tier is two thousand nine hundred and ninety five euros as well. And you can go onto the website and see what that looks like in terms of, in terms of what you get for each of those tiers. Two thousand nine hundred ninety five euros. You know what's that? two and a half grand in pounds or something like that and uh, probably about thirty five or four thousand dollars in, in uh, North American money but to sign a professional contract you would maybe get that back in your very first week if you think you are good enough and I have to say you know I think this is an absolutely brilliant idea I'm not really aware if this has been done before or not but the type and style of quality that, that, that John and his team are putting to this to give aspiring professionals the chance to have access to the facilities the coaching the feedback and of course the exposure uh, to maybe, just maybe, getting a break in the professional ranks that they haven't managed to manufacture for themselves yet is certainly something worth 
considering there are seven partner clubs involved, there are going to be 14 scouts present and uh, space is limited, as I mentioned before, there to 100 players. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll pop a link in the blurb tonight and, and would encourage you to go and take a peek at this if, if this is something that would be interest to you or to anyone in your network. It's certainly worth um, having, a, having a quick peek and checking out and, and you know, maybe getting exposure that people typically can't get. So, yeah, on that note, my friends, that will do it for this week. As always, I can't thank you enough for taking your valuable time to listen to me each week. And please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it, just to get a wee bit of Rangers banter in their ears, specific to North America mostly, each week. Until next week, let's let's just bask in the glory that we beat them and we settled a wee bit of a score for the season and we'll just continue to, to see what the rest of the next three games brings us. Until next week, please do take care of yourselves, folks, and all the very, very best, okay? Cheerio!